0: And welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen.
1: And I'm Adam Cravens.
0: We have been waiting to do this show for about a year.
1: Actually, I would say it's exactly a year. This
0: Avengers Endgame.
1: Funny enough, this is kind of a uh, anniversary of sorts for this show. Our inaugural show was Avengers Infinity War. So not only does this mark a... Huge film, not just in terms of, like, box office or significance, but um, it's also, like I said, it's not a special... I'm I'm not saying, like, we need to have parades or anything, or...
0: I am saying we
1: do. It's self-important, but I also understand that self-importance doesn't always translate to actual importance.
0: (laughs) Now, we are going to talk about Endgame. We are not going to ruin the film for you, so you're just going to have to trust us. Anything we tell you is not spoilage
1: no the we will reveal things from uh like previews mm-hmm. things that common you, knowledge though. you you will know that like we're not going to let you know who dies we're not going to give you main plot points we're not like, even
0: going to say anybody dies
1: it we exactly I, I i i i'm trying to make sure i'm not giving anything away. <laughs> that was that was me running it through the processor
0: so yeah all right first of all what a great movie
1: I think, I don't remember who said this on Twitter, but I I thought it really kind of summed it up. They said, Avengers Endgame does not meet expectations. It blows them away and obliterates them entirely.
0: Yes. So let's start with the numbers. Why don't you look up and see? Now, we record on Sunday night, so... Is there anything added to what you saw earlier today?
1: The The only thing that is going to happen after those numbers is Monday and Tuesday. You may get like, these are estimated numbers based on the way it's trending now. So you it could be slightly higher or slightly lower, but usually your Sunday night estimates are going to be pretty spot on.
0: And the Sunday night estimate for worldwide domination that they had guessed was going to make around 900 million made what Adam
1: 1.2 billion dollars opening weekend which is obviously uh, a a significant uh milestone and also trounced the former holder of that that crown Avengers Infinity War
0: Mhm and how much did that make do you know
1: Um domestically it made 250 no, two hundred and sixty-eight million, which had beat Force Awakens, I think, yeah. by about ten million. And
0: domestically, this was three forty-four. I think
1: domestic. Yes, it, it it was like right at like three hundred and fifty. I like million. how
0: we're tossing that around. Like that's nothing. Only made three hundred forty-four million, but globally, billion.
1: Well, I mean, the they're both significant. Yes. Like the the most any, and when I say any. Weekend. I'm talking about adding all of the films together. If you take their grosses and add them together, the best weekend there has ever been, or on record at least, was 313 million dollars, which was also the weekend that Infinity War came out. And I'm saying you you add Infinity War and every other movie that was playing that weekend added to 313 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame made three hundred fifty million dollars by itself. Funny enough, do you know what the number two movie was? I'm just going
0: to say Captain Marvel. It was Captain Marvel.
1: Yeah. Disney's having a and really Shazam, number three. good. I, I don't remember. I, I just I thought it was funny that Marvel owned the top. Now, granted, it's only like eight point three million, and it's whatever weekend this is for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So it's significantly below the film in the number one spot. But still, you know, Disney's just sitting there going, yeah, we got one and two. And they're like, well, number two's less than 10. And they're like, hush, we have one and two. Hush.
0: Right. Got it going don't, away.
1: don't, don't, don't rain on this parade.
0: I, I remember going to see movies when people would, you know, applaud at the end. And the best way, I think, to see Endgame is to see it as soon as possible and see it in a crowded theater.
1: I, I think it is very much a communal experience. experience. Yeah there there are some films uh, generally like smaller films like you know you you've got a a very you know nuanced performance like those can be seen in the comfort of your own home this and i i think just the the size of it itself almost requires that you see it in a in, you know a 7.1 surround sound on a theater screen that's you know 30 feet in the mm-hmm. air but i mean this is the 22nd film it's over the course of Ten years, these films have made, I think, a combined, like, $18 billion at this point. I, I mean, th- there there are so many people that are wrapped up, like, in this, it it feels more satisfying. And I'm mm-hmm. sure whenever this thing comes out on, on home video, like, I'll own it as well, and I'll, I'll watch it, I, I'm certain, continuously. But especially when you get that first drop, when – when you are getting to experience it that first or second time, like you really do want it to be surrounded by like-minded people.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful, albeit slightly irritating because I couldn't see it with you. And I had to listen to nerds who were not of our level. And there were, there were people there who had not seen Infinity War. And so this guy- I
1: don't even know I, how you Why get, would you go? I I, like uh, when when we saw um, Days of Future Past, like Mm -hmm. came out in 2014, the the X-Men film, the people that were sitting directly to our right were just kind of there. they were there on just like a date. And from the sound of it, neither of them were really into the X-Men movies and they were at like a it wasn't a midnight showing, but it was like a 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. on the day before it came out. And I'm just like, what are you doing in at a a a ten o'clock show for a movie that you're you're kind of indifferent like that's like me showing up to the midnight showing of like Twilight and just being like yeah I'm not really even into vampires I just <laughs> I wasn't doing anything and people seem to be lining up and yeah. I'm a sheep so I I just did it too
0: <laughs> well I really don't recall the last time I heard an entire audience. Yes I've heard them laughing yes clapping and but this time it was several times of yes and and screeches of delight and actual sobbing I heard through the whole theater
1: there there are it, it, like I said I think communal really was the word to use there but there are some moments in this film that I think there's a lot of people that have been waiting for these specific moments or Mm -hmm. anticipating certain moments. And for, you know, you get to share that moment, not just with like one or two people or, you know, 10 people, but like 300 other people that have also been waiting for that moment since the year, like 2008 or 22 or whatever, whenever like that particular character came in and you were like, well, maybe this is where their art goes. Maybe Mm -hmm. this is, maybe this is where like their end game as Mm -hmm. it were.
0: Now, um, again, What we're saying here, not a spoiler, we said this, any moron would realize this, after Infinity War, when all those people are snapped out of existence, there's clearly going to be a way to bring some or all of them back because, first of all, Doctor Strange, and second of all, there wouldn't be another movie if you couldn't bring them back.
1: And they've also... More or less implied that several of these films were going to have sequels and there was no implication that they were prequels like either. Like if you will look at Black Panther's gross alone, there was going to be a Black Panther, Mm -hmm. too. They're just there was you don't all
0: got snapped away.
1: You don't make a billion dollars and not get a sequel. Like
0: so what was fun. Is as the people who had been snapped away, reappear. Just the, the delight in the crowd was awesome.
1: Well, there, I, I think your girls, you had mentioned your girls whenever they saw Infinity War. They had not, they weren't there for Empire Strikes Back. And I, I'm mm. using that kind yeah. of as the the parlance there. Um, for those of you who don't know, and if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what the Empire Strikes Back is, um, I question Why? you. Yeah. But mm. uh, B, it ends on a very dour Mm-hmm. Note. Um things things are not happy for the rebellion. And they really hadn't got to they weren't caught up in a film series like that. And they they didn't have that disappointment. And for those of you that, again, haven't seen Infinity War, it also ends on a pretty dour note to the tune of half of the universe is dead, snapped away.
0: Now, even though there was no such thing as the Internet we the fan base knew that this was going to be a trilogy and we knew that another film was coming at, at, at with empire and Adam and I jaded creatures that we are I had to calm my children by saying at the end of Infinity War um there are already movies signed so chill
1: Well when when it was when it was in its infancy and they were just using placeholder names, like, the films were called Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part Mm -hmm. 2. Somewhere in all of that, they changed it to Endgame and Infinity War. But, I mean, like, I I knew conclusively that Marvel wasn't done. Right. Like, when you you have a cash cow like this, you milk that thing Mm -hmm. until the udders shoot dust.
0: But we also... Follow the actors, and we're not going to remind you of anything. But we followed the actors. The actors uh, have said things about what they want to do with their careers and what they want to do with Marvel. Or, so, or that they
1: they mentioned contractual yes, obligations. We some knew, knew that were some some people were signed on for X amount of movies. Mm-hmm. This actor, uh, you know, in game may be their final film on their contract. Right Or, you know, the, they, they've they even openly said, this is it for me, I'm done. They're not coming out and saying, I die in this movie, but they're saying, I, I will not be making... This character. This character, I will not appear as this character in any future films mm-hmm. beyond Endgame.
0: So, when you have all that, what Adam and I had thought would happen with some of the characters, not how it would happen, but what I thought would happen, did happen, because we... You know, we pieced it all together because we're nerds like that. Um I can say all of the loose ends that were wrapped up were done beautifully.
1: And when you look at the scope that I mean, oh. you you are dealing with, and like I believe we're about twenty-two films in. You have a a, a literal army mm-hmm. of characters, and like you are trying to satisfyingly. Tie all of this together. I I don't know that there is a film besides maybe a, of recent. And when I say recent, memory twenty years ago. The Lord of the Rings films
0: that was twenty years ago. Two thousand
1: one, two thousand two, and two thousand three. It's I mean it's not quite twenty years. But I would have said
0: five years. We're
1: we're coming up on oh, it. But I mean, man. I, I don't know that I remember something as complete, complex, right, and satisfying as this movie. And like I am, I am a. An individual that is hard to please when it comes to things like that. I, I understand that. Like I, I, I am a, a nerd in every like description of that word. I will, I will nitpick. I will pull apart. And there are things in this movie. And, and like I said, it, it was going to be very difficult to be perfect. Like yes, I, I and and I wouldn't call it a perfect film, but it is so close to it Mm -hmm. and and it I I would I would almost say like there are points that it's just it's almost transcendent Mm -hmm. of its uh, of what it's trying to do and like I said that there there are moments and when I say I have qualms they're minor Mm -hmm. minor qualms and they're they're just things that possibly as if I was the auteur involved I might have done differently Mm -hmm. but largely like I'm talking about like 99.9% of this film it's just it it's it's right like right. they they did the lord's work on this
0: So the movie itself takes place the movie starts on the very same day that the last movie ended on So when you get the opportunity to watch them back to back there is no 5 years later this is starting Right now,
1: it it very much it very much kind of back to the future twos itself. Mm-hmm. It it like where the other one dropped off, this one goes directly into it.
0: And as we suspected slash assumed, in order to fix the Thanos snap, there has to be some manner of time travel, time resetting, time something something. Because we knew Doctor Strange had said there was a one in gajillion chances, and so. I left the theater of Infinity War thinking well Strange has done something and it will be time related. Well
1: and Strange himself is the holder of the time stone. Yes. And or was before he he gave it up.
0: So um there's that. And through the trailers we knew that Ant-Man was going to be in this and let
1: and uh, let let's pause for just one moment. Let's
0: take a let's take Take Paul, a time for Paul. If Rudd. you
1: don't, if you don't know this, Paul Rudd is a national treasure mm-hmm. and should be. He should be conserved and and, and worshipped as the the comedic god mm-hmm. that he is. Like my my wife, who is not into these movies,
0: but is now because of Paul Rudd. <laughs> um, she
1: she is just sitting there and like she's she's seen two. Of the the films that like so she's going into this pretty cold. She's asking me quite a bit of questions like just curious about that. But I'm going to tell you when Paul Rudd was on the screen, she was into this movie and my wife doesn't like superhero movies. Probably because that's the only thing that I want to watch or TV shows that I want to watch or the comic book posters or action figures that she wants me to hide or mm-hmm. put in storage. So it's I, I, I get it. I understand why she doesn't like it. But Paul Rudd is such an ambassador. He got her to connect to this. And I I did not think that that was going to happen.
0: You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hints and Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens. Now, uh, to prep you a little Paul Rudd history, yes, he married Phoebe on Friends. But of recent, his ability to sing and parody, he has at least three videos that he did with Jimmy Fallon. They're both singing. And instead of talking a lot about Endgame when he was on the press junket the other day, he went on Fallon's show and all they did was, was play their version of You Spin Me Round by Dead or Alive. And the it was brilliant and hilarious and brilliant again.
1: Um, and, and his the two films of, of of the Marvel canon that he is specifically mm-hmm. the star of. I love um, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. They, they, I'll tell you, they're they're different. In, like they're not, they're definitely not serious. They are, they're irreverent. Yes. like the universe is not at stake in these films, but they are so much fun. Mm-hmm. They are just absolute delights.
0: Now, I am thrilled and excited to say that my friend from college, his his cousin just happens to be Agent Carter. Just happens to be Agent Carter. And so um I just want to throw that in there. And I've also spoken with Sean Bean. Was it Haley anyway. Haley Atwell? Yeah, Haley Atwell. That's happens that's, to be.
1: Well I mean for, for nothing else, like to be the you know, the 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 object of Steve Steve Rogers' affections.
0: So, I just want to say, forget Kevin Bacon, I am one away from the entire cast of this film.
1: You're you're basically saying that you are a reserve Avenger. Yes. Is what you're implying. I am
0: saying that. That's that's quite uh, nice.
1: uh, (laughs) Disney's legal department will be contacting you shortly.
0: Anyway, let's talk about people who are not in it, because I expected to see Phil Coulson and i did not understand when i left the movie i thought as as i understand it somebody this. should be here and it was colson uh because he has a tv show for crying out loud
1: the the way i understand it uh the the joss whedon era of avengers movies mm-hmm. um age of ultron and to- 2012's marvels avengers mm-hmm. uh colson passes in the first of those um it's it's meant to be a, a very meaningful sacrifice. Now he is brought back, I believe, a year later in the TV show Marvel's Agents of SHIELD.
0: Which is um, still in production? Yes, yes. It's
1: going into its I want to say sixth sixth or seventh season, I believe. Okay. Um it, it's very enjoyable and it's actually gotten better as the seasons have gone on. I mm-hmm. I, I thought it was it was fun, but I didn't love it first season. But right. it's a show that has, I think, grown as it has progressed. Mm-hmm. However, Feige and Wayden had both kind of said um, Marvel TV isn't ours. Like they they made that decision independent of our of, you know, us. But we feel like it cheapens that sacrifice of what happened in that movie. So for all intents and purposes, Phil Coulson is dead in the movie universe even though mm-hmm. these are the, the tv show and the movies happen in the same universe but there's different people that are pulling those strings if it if that makes any kind of sense mm-hmm. so that's the reason why you haven't seen colson appear in any of the movies save captain marvel but that is because captain marvel takes place 20 some odd years before the rest of these are so Technically, they're not—they're not violating a sacrifice because Coulson was alive then, and they're not—they're not reversing his death in any way.
0: Mm-hmm. So, the movie's made a ton of money, and even the actors have said the last ten minutes of the film are uh, magnificent and for some hard to watch. The sound stinger at the end. Now, Marvel films usually end with something. that It could just be them hanging out, eating falafel, just being funny, um, ending with Ant-Man going, hey, all that kind of stuff. There's no scene at the end of this, but we were told, because I had to check ahead of time, that there would be a sound stinger. So after all of the credits, and a lot of people made this movie, after all of the credits, you hear a sound that... I was thinking could be one of a few things. It is it is metal on metal, like something being built. My first thought was this is some kind of a Thor building something, but what? I don't know. Because I thought of um, Ragnarok when he had whatever built or something. For those
1: of you unaware, Jane ties Ragnarok into, into everything. If, if she is eating a sandwich, it somehow <sighs> relates... To Thor Ragnarok. I love that movie. Which itself is also a a fantastic and amusing uh, film in its own right.
0: There were – are you ready for this? Sure. There were many Ragnarokian moments in this film. Well,
1: the the other thing that particularly Infinity War and Endgame have done is effortlessly tie in – all of these other...
0: One, I doubt it was effortlessly for those who did it. <laughs> well, I, it. I'm saying
1: it looks like it on film. And if you will look at like the disparate nature of the different... As much as all of these are Marvel superhero movies. Mm-hmm. One of them is about a wizard that has a time stone. The other You're a wizard, Harry. The uh, the other is about like an arc reactor built into a man's chest, so that like he doesn't die, and eventually it powers a suit of iron. The other is about a soldier from World War II. You have a Norse god. You have a man that can shrink. These are really largely different concepts. Mm-hmm. Hugely different. Like some of them are science fiction. Some of them are mythological. And if you will look at like say. Superhero films in, let's say, the 80s, basically what they would do there, they would give you one fantastic thing that you needed to accept. And mm-hmm. like, if you could accept that, you got the right re- like in uh, Superman, the movie, you'll believe this man can fly like he's right. from Krypton. It. Like, if you'll give us that, everything else is largely The world that we are aware of. You just have to buy into the fact that there's an alien from another planet and be whenever he's here, our son gives him these super abilities. These films don't ask you to believe one fantastic thing or Mm -hmm. two fantastic. They ask you to. Take in this galaxy of fantastic, like not only is there a wizard with a time stone and there's a guy with a magic hammer from Asgard, There, there's also this, this girl who's powered by one of the infinity gauntlet stones named Captain Marvel. She can fly through ships and smash stuff. She's I, I'm just like everything about this film, like it in the 30, 40 years that have passed since they were doing that, like, it's amazing if you will look at the way those films were. Like, the verisimilitude to real life, to get, to assume that people, they're like, they're not going to accept this if we do it any other way. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point, like, superhero films are so part of the nomenclature. Like, if you would have told me that Ant-Man would play a significant role in what is probably going to end up being the third or second highest-grossing film of all time. If you would have told me that in 1990, told this 10-year-old boy, I would have laughed at Mm -hmm. you.
0: Now, I have read a recent, and I'm I'm almost positive it was about the Marvel films as a whole. It had to have been. But Mm -hmm. somebody wrote something about how the canon of Marvel films to – And they attributed it to millennials. It's like, uh, not just millennials, but they said it is much akin to a Bible in that there are followers of the whole Marvel tradition who can tell you in minute detail this and that about it. And for some people, it is a a code to follow in certain respects. So it's like their Bible was the point was the point of the whole article that I briefly skimmed (laughs) because it's just it's it's everywhere. There's just Marvel stuff everywhere. And so you can relate. I mean,
1: I mean, honestly, at this point, like I said, it's it's on they they had Netflix shows. It was on ABC, uh, Hulu. Um, I believe has a couple of them. Disney Plus is going to get some I'm of them. I'm so glad they're I like over, them. They're all over. Like th- th- there, there are two films, two Marvel films in the top five this week alone. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just from from the point that they were releasing because I think uh, the original Iron Man and Hulk came out in the same year. They were a couple of months apart. Mm-hmm. Then you didn't see another one until 2010 with Iron Man Two. They they do three. I want to say some some years they've they've put down four of these, and like they really don't have like thuds anymore. Like Captain Marvel, I believe, just passed the billion dollar mark. Now, granted, it didn't do it in three days, but that's still okay. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a point when these the they kind of questioned it, like they weren't just accepted. Marvel is so good at doing these now; they're just. Even when they get one that, uh, when uh, Age of Ultron came out, and it only did $1.4 billion.
0: Only $1.4 billion. They they were like... But not opening weekend.
1: Disney had more or less said, we're disappointed with the gross of this movie. Like, that's, that's the bar that the Avengers films in particular, in the Marvel Universe, like, kind of to a lesser degree that that's the bar that they have set themselves up. The only film series I I know of that you can have a film that did like 4 or 500 million dollars and still be said to be a a a failure mm-hmm. is the Star Wars movies. When Solo didn't just blow it all up and shoot to a billion dollars in 13 days, they're like, "Oh, this is a failure. Star Wars is dead." And I'm like, "Guys, it made 450 million dollars? Like I, granted, that that ain't Force Awakens money, but like that's not that's not nothing either.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Infinity War, yes, you can see it without knowing anything at all about it, but it it will not be it won't resonate as much with you emotionally if you have not in you, the very least seen Infinity War. You
1: will not have that catharsis. And right. like if you want that experience um it, it it's large it's epic it, it it does have those moments but you will you will inherently experience them deeper if you have been a part of this ride
0: now the film is 3 hours and 2 minutes long much like when i first saw and still watch a uh, fellowship of the ring it doesn't seem like 3 hours it's no it's like maybe a, it an is hour. a
1: it is a brisk 3 hours yes. like it 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 moves itself along it, it is entertaining it's engaging i i don't remember a point that i it was ever even considering <laughs> being mm-hmm. bored
0: and i will say cuz my spouse said oh, the is kind of slow." the beginning the beginning is slower than the rest of the film but it's it's setting you up for something
1: i, I and and i would argue about cuz i know like some people have said it's 3 hours yeah but you're tying up 21 movies like mm-hmm. and the
0: and there are some people who don't jump at
1: three hour movies. The, the problem i think infinity war had which was only like two and a half hours infinity war had the full cast mm-hmm. um there, there was a literal like kind of scrubbing of that To to the point that like half of those characters literally don't exist Mm -hmm. by the end of that film. This one had the benefit of kind of being trimmed down. They they trimmed off the fat off the Mm -hmm. steak for this one. And you get to have these characters get these moments that you would not have got otherwise. Right.
0: Because obviously you have the ones that were left trying to figure out how to bring everyone back how to make the world whole again
1: i would i would argue that this is probably some of the best work that some of them have done Mm -hmm. in 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 this respective like set of films like you are you are getting and, and like i said it's not just because like a lot of the money is on the is on the the screen but like you're getting some like genuinely good character moments and i don't i don't just mean good performances for a a superhero film but like mm-hmm. the 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 narrative like zenith that you're taking some of these characters to like it's just satisfying in, in in a way that if you are engaged at all in this or if you're a fan of filmmaking in general like you're it's at 3 hours Because obviously at this point, they they don't need to get anybody else on this bandwagon. Mm -hmm. If you're in, like you're probably in at this point. And if you are going to cap off something that you've been doing for 20 plus films in 10 years, like I don't think anybody's going to begrudge you like an additional hour or 15 minutes or, or or whatever. Like it just it. It amazes me that people would get onto that, but I'm like listen, if, if we try to trim this thing down to two hours, like that satisfying conclusion, and maybe, maybe you're not a fan of character X, but like chances are you are into one of these characters or a couple of these characters and you want to see that person get a satisfying conclusion of this story that you've been following for eight, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're a kid, some kids, this has been their entire life. Like, like my, uh, One of my boys, like he one of the first films like that he would watch start to finish was Avengers. And that's the only movie that he wanted to watch. Like we we have been on this ride since he he accepted, oh, this thing that dad does. I love this, too. We've seen every one of the Avengers movies at the theater like he is. He is into this. Like I've got, you know, Halloween's where he is dressed as that where we're we're both dressed as that. I should I should probably say but like, I mean, this only represents like a fraction of my life. Mm-hmm. But for for some people, this is literally like everything that they have ever known. Like it. I, I can't even imagine it from from that perspective, but it's just I, my boys uh, of which range from five to 13. They were in. Mm-hmm. They were into this. And I mean, getting a As five, my getting a five year old to watch a three hour movie is no small task now
0: here's something i noticed and you did as well no one that i was aware of got up during the three hours if they did they were super silent and nobody um i was gonna say something else i don't know they didn't get up oh 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 oh, that's what i was gonna add no one that i've been around has asked me anything. What they've done is saying, "Don't tell me anything," because I don't want the spoilers. And uh, what happens when you yell spoilers to people who are waiting in line to see the movie? Well, chances are you get a beatdown, which happened in Asia. This guy thought it would be a good idea. Maybe he thought it was hilarious. I'm,
1: I'm not. I, I'm not saying that that was the proper it response to it, but like that is disrespectful to because he probably robbed a couple of those people of of that that emotional like catharsis mm-hmm. like and like it's it's pretty satisfying on like a, a, a plethora of levels and to rob somebody that has put 10 years of their life or 8 or however you know however long you've put into that like it's just it's it's disrespectful
0: right now i would like to to throw out some props to my oldest anna grace who said that She has to give a presentation, and she gets points for being able to make the class behave. And so she said she's just going to say, if you don't be quiet and listen to me, I'm going to start saying spoilers. Now, she isn't really going to say spoilers, but I think the threat of it is going to be enough to hold their attention. And I find that brilliant and hilarious. Speaking of hilarious, there are many, many funny moments in this movie.
1: Uh, Most of which... Are owned by by Paul Rudd, but yes. Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Rocket Raccoon are also yes also Batman a thousand.
0: Um, gotta say Thor brings some funny. There's there's a there's there, a
1: lot of funny. There was an and I I, I won't ruin it, but like they took I wish I could. they took Thor in a very unexpected mm-hmm. and I I'll I'll go ahead and say delightful yes. direction in this film and like they they own their choice like they they don't do it for a moment like they own it and it's it's, it's if so you good. if you would have told me when i watched the first thor that this is where you were going to take that character in the the climax of the avengers movies i would have questioned you <laughs> but having experienced it saw it firsthand um <laughs> i i wouldn't want it any other way
0: yeah i <laughs> really delightful yeah that's so, that's the okay. only
1: Chris, Chris Hemsworth is, is like he is enjoying this character like and I, I think you and I've talked to a certain degree about like Thor and Thor the Dark world are not Marvel's best efforts they're not bad movies mm-hmm. but like they're just they're okay they're they're okay. Thor Ragnarok, like, Chris Hemsworth just becomes born again. Mm -hmm. He finds what he loves about that character, and they let him play with it in a way that they weren't in the first two films. Mm -hmm. And, like, this film, as much as it's a sequel to Infinity War, very much lets him take that arc that he started in Ragnarok Mm-hmm. And just he embraces this character that he has found a new love for that he's been playing since what twenty twenty eleven yeah something like that eight years he have, he has found a new reason and a new purpose with this character and like as as someone that is in, involved in this at least from the audience perspective like it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, can we? Is it? Yeah, I can't. All right. <laughs> to have no, I would. I can't. Can't bring that up. There's. All right, I'll pass we'll, on that. We'll, we'll discuss
1: it at some point, <laughs> it, either personally or eventually, like on the podcast. Um, but M- Marvel has made sure that they have kept a lot of this under wraps, right. and there are some moments that they they wouldn't have hit the same way right. if I had known about them. So I
0: will, I will say this that. Um, a character is highlighted in such a way that I had to go googling in order to have my questions answered, and that was satisfying as well. So, uh, it, once you watch it, if you have a character question, Google it, and you'll find out. So, and I won't have told you anything. Or and I mean, ruined anything.
1: You basically need an encyclopedia, like for for this one. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's like I said, you're decades worth 20 plus yes. movies we're, it, we're
0: talking when he says decades worth it's not just what these characters have been through there are just so many nuances that have been included and easter eggs for those who as they to, know will watch are it a million attention. times. yeah mm-hmm. so that makes it it makes it fun on many levels and i've only seen it once but we all know I will see it multiple times. Well,
1: I, I've seen it twice, and I have paid for the equivalent of nine tickets. I, I took my entire family to see it. Like, I wanted to see it again. I knew my boys wanted to see it, and I was just like, oh, this is going to be a whole lot of money. But I I am very much a fan of making sure that my boys get that uh, th- that experience. Like, I remember what it was when I— What I've,
0: about your girl?
1: I Lauren and I have the Lauren's not as into the Avengers movies. Did she
0: not go see it with you? She
1: did. But I'm saying like she is not as sold on this as the boys are. Well,
0: then you're slacking, Adam.
1: I'm I there. There's a lot of them. I'm outnumbered. Um, All right. I'm working. I'm working at it. Uh, But like I, I remember when I got to see like the original Ninja Turtles movie in 1989 And while it's a much smaller scale than this, but like seeing something go from cartoon or also comic book that I had read at that point, getting to see it brought to uh, the live action film like it. it I remember getting to see that and just being like, holy cow, this is Mm -hmm. amazing. They are real. Like I and I can't have that experience like anymore as a nearly 40 year old man. Like it just it doesn't strike me the same way. But I know my boys are still kind of in that headspace. Right. And I want to make sure that, like, as a parent, that I, I'm doing my job there. Mm-hmm. Like, you only get to be a kid once. And, like, your sense of wonder is eventually going to get diluted down by, you know, having to do your nine to five or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure that they get to experience magic while it can still exist yes. for them. And like,
0: is why we saw it opening night.
1: And this is what that fi- – like, I want it to be an experience for mm-hmm. me. And this film – for lack of a better term, like, it's magic. Yeah. It really is magic.
0: And we, and when I say we, I mean nerds everywhere, we'll be talking about this, the The entertainment industry is going to be talking about this for, for decades because of the bar it has set money-wise what? and the scope of employment. It just, this movie has done a lot and will affect... Every movie that follows it. Not even a superhero movie. This movie set a really high bar. So I highly recommend you go and see it. And uh, I cannot wait until we can talk more about it. What do you say? we got to wait. I think after it is uh, either buyable or on Netflix. That'll be a year. Okay. By the time it's on Netflix, we can talk about it. This
1: thing will play for a while. Yeah. or I mean, or at the at the bare minimum, we we could do a spoiler podcast for oh, it. Yeah. Just,
0: okay, yeah, that's what we'll. Plan. I'm saying, like, we can not just right let, now let,
1: let them know. Uh, yeah, this this one just gets to be us talking about it in very generalized terms. But I mean, if we basically have, just call it Avengers Endgame spoilers ahead. Okay, you and I can talk about what we want to, and if if you if you read the very capitalized spoiler on there and decide to. Go in, anyways. It's like pushing past the caution mm-hmm. tape. We told you not right. to. We told you what was in there. If you still burned yourself with acid, at that point, it's your fault.
0: Yes, and we will wait until it is out of the theaters before we entertain that thought. That's a delightful idea. I'm just hmm.
1: saying. Hmm. And I, I think if there's if there's any film that is going to warrant that kind of attention, oh yeah, a, a movie that pulled in like 1.2 billion dollars in its first three days. Obviously, is, is it the, the 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 epicenter of something cultural?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. This is a, a cultural touchstone, but not a cultural gauntlet. Anyway.
1: Of, an, <laughs> of infinite proportions.
0: Oh, thank you so much for listening. Adam and I are going to continue this discussion without you listening, because we've both seen it, and we have a lot to discuss. We've got to get it out of our system, because I've not been able to talk about this with anyone except my family. I
1: I will say one more thing, and this doesn't directly relate to the movie. My again, my wife, um, who was very much enjoying Paul Rudd, I even I explained to her why she she liked Paul Rudd so much. I said, you're married to Paul Rudd. And she she kind of except nodded, you know, and accepted it. And then about an hour later, she leans over to me, obviously have been. Contemplating this, just running it through her mind, leans over to me and says, "No, I'm married to Tony." And I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait the the smart aleck narcissist like know it all." And she's mm-hmm. just like, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah. And, and I'm just like, well, "What about what about his more positive edge?" And she's like, "Adam, there's a movie." Shh. And I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. And I I maybe wouldn't have taken it quite as to heart, but like. As we were in the van after the movie, the boys always like to assign which character they mm-hmm. are. And we do this with every movie that we go yes. to see. Um, Without hesitation, when one of the boys says, well, who's dad? Everybody, almost as if they had rehearsed it in choir, says, oh, dad's Iron Man. And I'm just like, yeah. Why Does everybody see me as a...
0: Oddly <sighs> enough. I get that assignation as well.
1: I evidently everyone does. So <laughs> I, I, I was joking with her later about it. I was like, why can't I be Captain America? Do you not see me as a, no. a square jawed, nope. like, hero with, with, a, with a heart of pure gold? And she's like, nope. She's like, hang it up, Tony. And I'm just <laughs> like, fair enough. We are what we are.
0: Uh, anyway, it was a rocking good time. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen.
1: And I'm Adam Cravens.